Hello, Royals. My name is Key Rose. I'm here with my amazing co-host, Brittany Tierra. Welcome to our comeback episode of If the Crown Fits podcast, your weekly crown check as you navigate this beautiful thing called life. Brittany, I almost forgot to say that earlier. How are you, though? Girl, I'm hanging in there with this crazy, what this crazy year has been among us, has brought among us all. Yes. How are you and what's going on? I'm doing all right. Um, I have been blessed to be able to have 2020 vision this year, and it probably doesn't mean the same thing that it has had ever before. But I've been doing great, and I just really see the world for what it is now. My first time in 28 years. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you. So, with our crown check, we talk about what is on our crown. So... What's on my crown or what has been on my crown is therapy. That's the main thing that's been on my crown. Um, I urge anyone, everyone to try therapy. I just started recently and it's real difficult, but it's the start of a new uh, journey of a brand new like beginning for me I've only been for a couple weeks but I like what I'm seeing so far so heroes what's on your crown first of all I just want to say that I'm so happy that my best friend has taken this journey of health for herself to get therapy I think therapy is so amazing so I'm just happy for you Britt thank Um, you You're welcome. Uh, I feel like what's on my crown is also probably going back to therapy. I think I told you about the time that I've tried it, right? Yeah. How I walked out and I was like, this bitch don't know me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But as I sit here and drink my boba tea, I've really just been like struggling with this guilt. And when I did try therapy, um, as something that my therapist and I talked about, Mm -hmm. I just really, like, always carried this extra amount of guilt. And I've been feeling so guilty for the situation that the pandemic has put me in. And I've been feeling like it's my fault that, you know, this is my reality. But, you know, when I'm journaling and meditating, I know that it's not my fault. But I just can't carry that energy throughout the days. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think I'll try, try therapy again. I won't go with the type of therapist that I had last time. Last time I was looking for like my black auntie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like, I don't know. I felt like I was talking to like my mom and my aunt and you know, my mom. And I think you met my yeah. aunt before. They're just really bossy people. And I don't even like when they tell me what to do. So I think the whole vibe was off with that therapist. So I'm going to just try to find somebody maybe younger. Um, yeah. Somebody I could relate to. Yeah, just try it. I mean, a little quick tidbit, just, you know, for our listeners, please, like, uh, I'll say for me, like, real quick, the quarantine kind of, well, not kind of, the quarantine kicked in depression for me. So mental health is real important. I never took heed to mental health until now, because I literally am, am not doing anything. I have nothing to do. 
So just get your mental health in check is extremely important. And that's that. Yeah, and even if you can't like afford a therapist right now, there's some things that you can do to help boost your vibes, you know, go outside, get some sunlight, take some vitamin D, mm-hmm. uh, journal. Journaling is so important for me. Meditating is so important for me. And then mm-hmm. listening to music. Because um, I know like therapy is scary for people because of the financial tag attached mm-hmm. to therapy. So, yeah. But we're we're not we're not medical professionals, so mm-hmm. take everything we say with a grain of salt. But you know, just look into some some self while you're trying to figure out how you can financially go to therapy. Yeah, even try online. That if that is a better option, I know they do have um online therapists. So try online as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. Now, even though we have had different experiences than everyone in the world this year, I feel like we all went through the same trauma that is 2020. So for this week's icebreaker, and yes, we're getting back to our basics. And Brittany and I really enjoyed when we did icebreakers early on in the show. So we're doing them again. This is the memo in case you didn't get it. Um, (laughs) I feel like we all went through like the same trauma of 2020. So Brittany, what three words would you describe your 2020 so far with? Hmm. Trash. (laughs) Not trash. Foolery. And, hmm. Clowns. Hmm. I would say that my 2020 has been a struggle, is one word, insightful. I learned a lot about myself Mm -hmm. and groundbreaking. And never in my 28 years have I seen something like this happen on this scale. Like it, it's, Honestly, sometimes it's like I can't even believe that this is like real life. Like I feel like I'm in a reality TV show, yeah. and none of this is real. You always pick the good words. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were just off the top of my head. But, but your words yeah. spoke to me though. Struggle. I'm like I should have said something like that, but it's cool. Your your three words spoke to me too. Um, you know, the, a little bit of poetry, just a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know. Her words were very insightful. Yeah, but I like the bluntness of your words, especially clowns, because... Yeah, (sighs) it's definitely a clown. This year has been a bunch of tomfoolery, and it's trash. Throw it in trash. I'm ready for 2021. New year, me please. (laughs) Right. New year, new everything. Like, I I don't even have a New Year's resolution for myself. I just want the world to get better. I'm going to be the same bitch next year because I'm the same person every year. So, (laughs) I, yeah. The New Year, new me thing is long gone. That was like high school. Mm -hmm. I'm the same. Yeah. Our Black royalty is where we highlight Black businesses or Black excellence. So, our Black royalty for this episode goes to Artistic Tay. 
who is a graphic designer and she also has a, a etsy shop she is also doing our new artwork so when you see our new artwork artistic tay is who is amping up our our rebrand she's doing our whole rebrand yes we are getting a makeover gonna be nice and bright for all of you yes uh i'm super excited for those changes Brittany. i don't know if you noticed but i started archiving different stuff on the instagram feed because i'm like this doesn't match this doesn't match who we're Did gonna you? be yes <laughs> like some of the color schemes i was mm-hmm. like this is gonna look like Lisa Frank was on our Instagram page. Well, it was like all purple, I thought, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Everything was purple, and I'm like, this isn't okay. us anymore. I'm such a, a cancer. I'm always trying to evolve into something else. Um, so don't mind me. But yeah, I'm like, this is not our aesthetic anymore. We got to make room for phase orange <laughs> of the podcast but i think once we get this done um it's going to be our permanent artwork because i feel really confident that it's going to go great because i've actually been streaming on twitch um oh my goodness this is boba tea i thought i was about to choke i've been streaming on twitch and tay has done all of my artwork for that and it came out so nice so i know she's gonna yeah. hook us up um but yeah, check out Tay. Now, it's time for our food for thought. And everyone loves this segment. And I'm not sure why, Brittany, this one is the favorite part of the show. But y'all love this. So we had to keep it in the show for everybody. So this is where we give you something to think about while you eat, while you nourish your body, you know, with food and thoughts for your soul. This <laughs> week we have a poem. And the poem is Cole. And the poem was written by Audre Lorde. If you have not heard of this poet, what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. All right. So I'm actually going to read the poem in its entirety, if you don't mind, Brittany, because I feel like it's a beautiful piece of work. It's not too long, but it's longer. Go right on ahead. I'm all ears. All right. I is the total black being spoken from the earth's inside. There are many kinds of open. How a diamond comes into a knot of flame. How a sound comes into a word, colored by who plays what for speaking. Some words are open, like a diamond on glass windows, singing out within the crash of passing sun. There are words like stapled waggers and a perforated book, buy and sign and tear apart. And come whatever, wills all change, wills all chances, excuse me. The stub remains, an ill-pulled tooth with ragged edge. Some worms live in my throat, breeding like adders. Others know sun seeking like gypsies over my tongue to explode through my lips like a young sparrow's bursting from shell. Some words bedevil me. Love is a word of another open. As a diamond comes into a knot of flame. I am black because I come from the earth's inside. Take my word for jewel in your open light. And that was Cole by Audre Lorde. What did you think of that piece, Brittany? I liked it. How do I put it? (sighs) I feel like this poem just highlights how 
the words from black people are so important. Like, I like how she says, I'm black because I'm from the earth's inside. Like, that just reminds me of all the pressure that we face as black women, black people. And I just, I think it's so important for our voices to be heard, for our words to be taken for what we intend to say and what we want to communicate to people. So if anybody wants to read this poem on their own, I will put it in the description box. So I will hand it over to Brittany, who's going to give us the actual food <laughs> for our thoughts to continue to nourish us, Miss Brittany. Yes. So the food is actually a drink. So the drink is called Unicorn Kisses Cocktail. So in this drink, there is strawberry lemonade, blue raspberry vodka, granadine, lilac pearl dust, edible silver star glitter. That's for garnish and ice. And you just mix it all together. And then you have the unicorn kisses cocktail. Something real quick. And it's cute and purple. My favorite color. All right, so when we link up, you have to make us that drink because that actually sounds really fun, and now I want it. Okay. I have it saved, so I'll definitely make it. I didn't know you could drink glitter. Like, is that okay? It's edible. Yeah, but, like, how do they make edible glitter? Like, how does that happen? I have no clue. You'd be surprised, but there's edible everything like edible glitter edible like um the purple i mean not the purple like the edible gold like um mm -hmm. stuff that you see like everywhere yeah people don't think that it's edible but you can eat all that stuff yeah so i'm googling it and it says common ingredients in edible glitter or dust include sugar osea gum arbic Maltodextrin, bitch, you got science words in here. Cornstarch, <laughs> color additives, specifically approved for food use. Okay, mica blaze pearlescent pigments. Oh, okay, so they use like mica and stuff. I see. Now I want to buy some edible glitter. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to get into the royalty. So, our royalty is current events in the black community and just what our thoughts are on whatever's going on. So, Q Rose, how do you feel about this debate? So, the new debate, well, not the new one, but I believe that this is the second debate that's coming up uh, this Thursday. The mics will be muted. I'm actually feeling pretty good about this one. Because the first one was ridiculous. Honestly, I feel like Trump is a toddler. Like, <laughs> I, I really don't want to bring a political agenda to our podcast, but I feel like this is something that's really affecting our community. So yeah. at this point, I don't care. Like, Trump is a toddler. And what do you do with toddlers? You have to regulate them and let them know that you need to be quiet. Now is not your turn to speak. And yeah. I feel like this is perfect for him. Like, Trump, we need to treat him like our son. And sometimes you have to tell your son when to shut the hell up. 
So I think it's great that they're going to mute his mic, honestly. That way we will be able to have a constructive debate where we can actually hear both parties' opinions. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, I can't wait. But on that note, please, people, remember to go vote. Just do that for sure. So we won't have to deal with this bullshit for the next... For four more years. Because... I'm over Trump's foolery. (laughs) I've had enough. He needs to go. Yeah. I feel like, unfortunately, though, the muted mic is not going to stop Trump from talking. (laughs) I feel like he's just going to resort to, like, shouting. (laughs) Like, I I don't, yeah, I don't think that's going to stop him. Yeah, that's actually true. But I think it'll be kind of funny. Yeah, like he's literally gonna show us yeah. who he is. Yeah, I mean he's already shown, <laughs> he's already shown us that like all year. But this freaking that first debate was ridiculous. Like, why are you bringing Biden's kids into this, girl? When he called that man's son a crackhead, basically, I was like, oh, all bets are off. I would have been ready to fight. It but wasn't I even think- that. He was talking about the dead, his dead son, too. He was talking about his dead son? Okay. Right. I Biden missed, missed that part. Sons. One died. Oh. Yeah. One died from um the... Uh, who, whatever Biden's first son's name is, he died. That was the one who was in the military or something. Mm-hmm. He had, like, something was going on with his brain, like, something. And then the second one he was talking about was the one that was on crack. Or, I don't know. You know. <laughs> The cocaine. I feel like yeah. that's what people want money to. Cocaine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cocaine for the fancy people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like after that happened, I would have been ready to fight. And it's just like, how do you like this is a presidential debate. What does that have to do with anything? I don't I didn't see how that was appropriate. But again, Trump, you know, right. he's a he's a toddler. He's childish. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I feel like if he starts yelling, and I'm calling this now because I know he is, when his mic is muted, he is going to start shouting at Biden, <laughs> and he's just going to show us that he is literally a three-year-old child. Um, yeah. But hey, that's y'all's president that y'all love so much that y'all voted for, so be on the lookout for that. Um, also, this week, we're able to see the latest film trailer for the late wonderful Chadwick um, Bossman and uh, this this actually is kind of sad but um, Chadwick Bossman he passed uh, and he had cancer so I think that it's so remarkable that even up until his you know his deathbed when he was at his sickest, he was still working. He was still out there being a role model for people um, working consistently. So this film is going to be a upcoming Netflix movie co-starring Viola Davis. And it's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And I'm super excited to see this. Uh, I feel like it's going to be emotional for people to watch, though. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. 
it's it's going to be a hard one. But again, it's going to be on Netflix December 18th. He is playing a musician. And I'm just going to read um, from the New York Post. In the film, based on August Wilson's 1982 Broadway play, Bossman plays Levy, the horn player for blues legend Ma Rainey Davis. And if you don't know who that is, please get up on your music, <laughs> your music history. Um, so Ma may be the star attraction, but Levy has big dreams of having a band of his own. So Chadwick is not going to be the main star of this film, but he is going to play a very major key role. Be on the lookout for this in theaters and on Netflix, December 18th. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I just got to say it. <laughs> but, um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's just sad because it's Chad, it, because it's Chadwick. Mm-hmm. And like, he just died like so suddenly. And I think for me, that was like another death that I thought was a joke. Like it was him and it was Kobe for me. And the man just embodied, like, hard work. Like, that man worked through pain, and he did what he had to do. And, you know, nobody knew, except for his camp. Yeah, I feel like Chadwick was just a living testimony of what it meant to be humble what it meant to be a hard worker and what it meant to be like someone who was able to to give back and and a man who just loved and supported his community and every time I think about how he was working as he was battling cancer and all of the things that people said about him and his appearance and the fact that he still showed up to work he was still smiling he was still you know there as a role model for children like going to the hospital and and meeting with children and things like that I feel like we would it's going to be a while before we ever see anyone be able to even think about following in those footsteps because no one ever will be able to do what that man did he's he was truly a angel on earth so he definitely was yeah I am probably going to watch this movie and and cry seeing his final performance yeah. When did you say it comes out again? Um, it will be on Netflix December 18th and in fe- theaters. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So both. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing that then. Me too. So, in some more sad news. Um, so, there is a lot going on in the world right now, and it's even more going on in Nigeria. So, for the past couple days or maybe like a couple weeks or so um everybody's been seeing a hashtag in SARS I think I'm saying it right I hope I'm saying it right and it basically seems like it's um about police brutality and the government is killing innocent bystanders there's been protests um I seen that there were there was a big protest today it was on a bridge or at a gate or something and um i was reading that the government had like the lights turned off on the uh it looked like it was like a bridge to me it said a gate would look like it was like some type of bridge or something i don't know and they had the lights turned off and they had the security cameras turned off and basically 
the government was just shooting at the protesters and I have <laughs> I have no idea what's happening it's so crazy it's all over social media and seeing the pictures and the videos and it's real hard to watch and um it says that they are now they enforce a curfew a 24 to 48 hour curfew um for the next couple days or so so i don't know what's happening there is so much going on right now but just pray for nigeria and because it's a lot happening over there and it's sad to see everything happening all the videos and all the pictures and it's really hard to see but just pray for nigeria and hopefully things will get better because it's right now it's real crazy and hectic and it's not looking good but just keep positive thoughts for nigeria right now yeah i i know from what i know um I know from what I know. I know from what I remember, SARS is like a movement from the government. Um, and it's the special anti-robbery squad. That's why they call it SARS. SARS, okay. And this, the protesting has been going on since like 2016, 2017. And the uh, citizens of Nigeria have been shown, like, they've given evidence of, like, kidnapping, theft, rape, uh, humiliation, you know, unlawful arrest, um, extortion. So, is it it the people, the, what what, did you say it was? The special anti-robbery squad, so are they, they're the ones doing it, right? Yes, they're, they're a corrupt, a corrupt group. Okay. Very corrupt. Wow. I see. Yeah. yeah. So it's the SARS Nigerian Police Force. And I mean, it's so sad that throughout the world, there are so many people who are victim to police brutality. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no one cares. Like, right. you know, we, we all are riding for a change. And it's just like, no matter where you're at in the world, no one cares. These people want to hold on to their power and keep things the way they are. And the police is supposed to protect us. It's supposed to make everyone feel safe. So my heart goes out to the people of Nigeria. Continue to create change and demand a difference. And I hope that there's success with ending SARS. Because it's just, when I've seen some of the stories and then I look at you know, Twitter and see some of the stories that people are sharing about SARS, it literally just breaks my heart that, you know, they're fighting their own people, you know, like they they have to fight every day for their safety from yeah. their own people that look just like them that are supposed to protect them. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, super sad. So moving on to something huh, a little bit different. And it's a headache. So we need to talk about rappers for Trump. Hashtag 2020. Um, it all started with Mr. West, as we all know, 
Kanye was originally very vocal about his support for Trump, but we all know that Kanye, he has some things that we're going through. So we were like, mm-hmm, okay, Kanye, step to the side. Like, thank you so much. But um, the Rappers for Trump movement has evolved into Ice Cube. Now, Ice Cube was talking about how he wanted to, what is it, work on the, the contract for Black America with Trump. I'm still not really clear as to what this contract entails. And I'm not really understanding why he feels like he has to work with Trump. I understand that he's stating that Trump is the president and this is not political for him. But to me, it just seems like contradictive. You want to work with someone that's going to help black people. And Trump has made it clear that he does not want to do that. And then you have 50 Cent, who is trying to tell people to vote for Trump. And, you know, the people that support 50 Cent, most of them may not be the most conscious folks. So I find it really alarming that he's saying vote for Trump over taxes. Now, you are in a top small percentage of people that make a certain amount of money. The tax rates aren't really going to affect you. At the end of the day, you're still going to be a millionaire. But Mr. 50 Cent, I'm not understanding why you're telling your platform, most of them, which may be low paid people, you know, like people in a lower tax bracket to vote for Trump because Trump doesn't care about those people if they're black or white or uh, Latinx. So I'm (laughs) I'm confused as to what these rappers like what their true agenda is with working for Trump. I don't know what you think, Brittany. Um. At this point, I don't know. Uh, uh, Kanye is... His name just gives me a headache at this point with this whole vote for Kanye uh, crap. Like, nobody's vote... Well, let me take that back. We ain't voting for you. Maybe your celebrity friends and your wife and your wife's family. But other than that, like... Really, what your name's not even on the ballot, so I'm over Kanye. A vote for him is a vote for Trump. Ice Cube, I don't even know about this man. He could have been paid. I just don't even know anymore because if maybe about a month ago he was talking about, well, you know what 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 are they going to do for the community? What are what are they going to do for for inner city kids? And you know what are they going to do for us? I mean. I could say it's a good thing, but then again, why go for Trump? Why not just go for Biden? Because I feel like Trump's going to lose anyway. But I I don't know. And then 50 Cent, I just have no words. So, at this point, um, yeah, I really don't even care. <laughs> Honestly, because th- I feel like they were paid. But then I feel like it's a joke. Like, I feel like with 50 Cent, it's a joke. But I don't even know. But, but then I saw his tweet and it said, vote for Trump. So, sure. Maybe I just believe that they got paid to make black people vote for him. That's the only, that's the only logical thing I can think of at this point. Like, we're two weeks away from voting. So, Yeah. That's just my logic. Yeah, I agree. I feel like Ice Cube had to get paid. Because another thing that's really 
bothering me is that uh, the contract that Ice Cube and the Trump administration worked on, they're calling it the Platinum Plan to market to black voters. Why do you exactly like what? Oh, so we're black. So we want to be called the platinum plan. Like, yeah, black people love platinum. Let's call this the platinum plan. What type of pandering? Like it literally, this is a joke. Like, I understand that Ice Cube is, you know, I feel like he's trying to say that, you know, if Trump wins, we still need people that's going to work with us who want to do things for the black community. And it's just like, is this what y'all came up with for the black community? The platinum plan? That's literally a joke. Like. It sounds like some bullshit to me. I can't even take that seriously. Like that there's several things that it could have been called. Like the opportunity for African-American advancement. That would have been a great contract. But the platinum plan. I don't mm. think that he came up with that name. I think that. Someone in his administration came up with that name and then just said, oh, let me just get Ice Cube since I just picked any celebrity because he spoke out on it at that time. Like, platinum plan? Like, no. Yeah. You do not get me with the platinum plan. Sorry. I feel like the name in itself lets me know that there is a certain type of black folk that they are trying to pitch this to. And I feel like they're trying to really get the ignorant black people to fall into this platinum plan. Ooh, it's the platinum plan. Trump really cares about us. And that really bothers me. And I can't believe that Ice Cube is subscribing to this BS. If he's paid or not, like, where are your morals for your community? I don't know. But that that's pretty much it for the royalty for this week. Now, we're going to move into peasants of the week and if you don't know what the peasant of the week is they are people or businesses or situations that need to get checked and sometimes some people just get sent like straight to the dungeon <laughs> like they've done something so egregious that we just send them straight there under the castle where they can't bother us and the royals so Brittany do you have a peasant this week that you would like to share hmm do I have a peasant? No. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait a minute. I do. Oh. My peasant of the week is, because I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it. So, my peasant of the week is, um, I don't know if you watch Housewives of Potomac, but my pe- no, peasants, I'll say. My peasants of the week are... What are their names? Robin and Giselle. Really? Why is that? And and, and Wendy. And why? Wendy. So I'm guessing you're a Monique fan. Okay. So I okay. I just started watching Potomac season five when it's I just caught up. I didn't watch the previous seasons because I just didn't feel like it. <laughs> I just want to know what's going on now. Mm-hmm. And. It takes two to tango. That's so old and lame. <laughs> it takes two. It it okay. So first of all, Candace been coming at well this season. Candace been coming at people a little crazy, including Monique and including what's the little uh, she ain't ditzy, but what's her name? Um, 
The girl that's married to the Australian man, whatever her name is. Ashley. That one. That's her name. Mm-hmm. Her, clearly, the girl came at a couple people. Not just this season, but, you know, previous seasons. Well, I don't know how many seasons she's been on, but sure. She came at Ashley real crazy on Twitter, and I didn't like that. And then Giselle, Giselle and Robin are extremely bougie to me. They're like, oh, it's a fight. Oh, we're too, we're too bougie and we're too uh, uppity to stand here and watch two black women fight each other. But yet Candace talked about um, Giselle and Giselle talked about Candace. Candace talked about Giselle's house, and then Giselle talked about the same thing, I'm pretty sure. (sighs) Like, I don't like this, oh, as soon as two black women fight, then other, the uppity, bougie black girls want to say, oh, we're too, we're too this for, and oh, this is, this is uh, not what black women are supposed to do. This is freaking reality TV. It happens all the time. People fight, people are human. Get over it. I, I will the narrative, but I just I hate that. I will say though, I've been watching Potomac since it started. I've been a longtime fan. Okay. And you know, Monique and Monique and uh Candace, which I mean Candace Dillard, if you ever listen to this, please start like selling your own tissue marches because I feel like Candace Dillard with a tissue is an iconic look. So you should really think about coming up with your own tissue brand. I will say that they both had responsibility. However, yeah, yeah, like the, the tone for Potomac is supposed to be successful black women who are, you know, of class and have this certain demeanor so a physical <laughs> altercation just seems so out of place. And then I think like the, and it wasn't just the fact that they got into a fight, but I think it was more so like how Monique went about it. Like it was really violent and I, I'm 28, you know, so who's to say I won't get into a fight in the next year or two, but you know, Karen's like 70. They're all like 50, <laughs> 60 you know, Robin's in her 40s. Monique is pushing 40 herself. They are some grown-ass women. So if this is supposed to be the show... Yeah, but if this is supposed to be the show that is, like, showing how you could be Black and successful and, you know, not just be somebody... No disrespect to any of the other Black reality TV shows, but it's not like, a, oh, well, I dated little little rapper or you know I used to be a stripper and now I'm on a come up like these are women who are like educated and have done mm. all of these things to to you know like like uh um these women and, this was like I'm sorry what were you gonna say who who the only one that's educated is Robin and Wendy and Wendy actually has a job now and- Candace is also very educated and she also yeah, worked with the right. Obama right. administration Um, Karen, I don't remember if Karen has went to, I believe she did went to college or she didn't, but she's a businesswoman. Um, Karen married a rich man. Yeah, but yeah, but she, you know, she's a businesswoman too, um, in her own right. Cause we all know that her, her husband didn't (laughs) have it together. So we thought she had to bail him out. So, um, 
you know, um, Giselle is also an educated woman, author. And I just feel like the way Monique went about it, like if y'all were going to throw hands, cool. But then you threatened to like kill her. And then you were like, oh, I blacked out, da 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 da, the adrenaline. I don't feel any remorse. To me, it just seemed like her response to it. She wasn't ready to take accountability for her actions at all. And I feel like it was really immature on her part. Like, just say that you did it and you intended to do it and that you were sorry. But when she came running back around, I was like, this chick is really crazy. Because if I beat somebody up, I would have just been done with the situation. Okay, I beat you up. It's over and done with. But like her running around like a mad woman and then saying that she was going to kill her on national TV, that was just pure stupidness to me. Like Monique was really wrong for that. And it was just a really bad look. I'm sorry. Like it, that, that was too much. I like Monique. I'm a fan of hers, but in that moment, it made me look at her differently. Cause I couldn't believe that, you know, she's this grown woman, mother of three, everybody makes mistakes. But you know, after, after the fight was over, why are you running back around threatening to kill this woman? Why, is she, why, why does she get you that bothered? You know, I know that Candace is annoying, but how could you let someone bring you out of your element to that extreme is not what I'm getting. So I don't know. But that Ashley is sneaky in herself, Brittany. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, if you watched her in the earlier seasons, Ashley deserves whatever karma she gets because Ashley was shady. She was always in people's business, talking about people's marriages. So I, I feel mean, like <laughs> whatever. Go ahead. I was going to say whatever Ashley gets, she deserves because then she's being a witness and she didn't even see the fight. She just came to the aftermath. So why are yeah. you even being a witness to it? She's just sneaky. Like, I like Ashley, but I don't trust her as far as I could throw her. I don't know. I just, like, I just didn't have the energy to watch seasons one through four because I felt like I was going to get bored. So I just watched five. And I just, like, Robin and Giselle just rubbed me the wrong way. They just, I, I feel like even if I watched from the beginning, they would still be, like, the bougie women that act like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> I can't Not Robin. Like, Giselle, yes. But, like, Robin almost got into a fight with Monique over, like, an umbrella. <laughs> like, they was ready to throw hands. Like, Robin is bougie, but she's also, like, down to earth a little bit. I don't know. But Giselle, she does too much for me. Like, all of y'all shouldn't be talking about nothing because I don't even get me started on Giselle about being in a relationship with this man this cheating pastor with this mega church and he had kids with women in the church and then y'all been broken up for well divorced for 12 years sure. and then now you want to get back with him again and then your kids are basically telling you that they don't want y'all back together but you're like oh well the like you're like beating around the bush about it like they're clearly telling you they don't want y'all together they don't have to say, hey, mom, we don't want you with our dad. You can look at their facial expressions and, and it, it shows on their face that just them two being together just bothers them. But you so gung-ho on a man that cheated on you. You said he was a, a, clearly a hoe when he was around. Okay. And then Robin with this man, uh, that's her name, right? Robin with this, with Juan, and then Karen with this old grandpa, like, he just 
put putting along. I don't. He might know. just be the next Black Bill Gates in the making, though. Who? That's what Beyonce was talking about. Karen Huger's husband. They call him the Black Bill Gates. They do. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that because uh, I don't know what he does. Yeah, he's he has an IT company. Karen and her husband. Man, if I was okay, let me not talk because I don't know what it's like to be married that long. But when he couldn't tell her that he loved her, he was like, he thinks he loves Karen. I know. I was like, baby, <laughs> if that was me. Wait. <laughs> it's like, I think I want a divorce since we're talking about thinking. I think I want to leave. Wait, like, the episode when they was leaving. Girl, he picked up her bag so quick and closed the door. She wanted to kiss. He died. He closed the door so quick. I was like, this man is funny. I like him. Yeah. They're uh, they're a mess. What do you think about Ashley and her grandpa husband? Oh, the Australian dude? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she just needs to leave him alone because clearly it, it... I feel like he he covered up his cheating at the hotel and he tried to say, oh, he was too drunk and then the girl fell asleep. I mean, and he fell asleep and then the girl took a picture of him. What? How do you, how do you fall asleep in your boxers? Mm-mm. I, I just, I don't like when I see her kiss him. It just looks wrong. I know last season they were doing a lot of PDA and every time her and Michael would make out, I would literally feel sick. Like seeing them kiss. Uh, She's pregnant again, so I feel for her. I, it, I mean, that's what she wants. I I feel like Ashley is in it for the cash. She made it really clear in previous seasons. She was always talking about her like prenuptial agreements and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I just like how do I don't know? Like how do you even get? turned on by Michael Darby like how uh, I don't even know how that goes down I don't even want to think about it but it's just them two together is just ugh. but um speaking of, of housewives I actually have a peasant of the week that's housewives related I know Brittany that you probably seen the beautiful wedding photos that Cynthia Bailey had on her wedding day, she finally got married to Mr. Mike Hill, and it looked like a beautiful ceremony, and I know that she probably had to spend a little bit of money, because she didn't let the Bravo crew come in to film. She hired her own crew, and I'm wondering if that's the reason why her lace was lifted on her wedding day. I don't know if you've seen the picture. (laughs) Was it? Yes. The lace was like... (laughs) <laughs> the lace was lifted like John Legend, okay? It, it was bad. Um, now, I feel like is Cynthia Bailey, one, who is a model icon in her own right. Two, she's a housewife. Three, is Cynthia Bailey, as I said before. So whoever laid her wig for her should be fired. I feel like there was no reason why we could see that much of her lace on her wedding day. She should have been flawless. Her dress was pretty though. Wait, 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 wait. Which lace was you talking about in the fur when she wore her first dress or the white one? 
Hold on. I'm going to send it to you. I think I could send it to you. Uh, okay. It's when she had on the... It was like a beaded veil. Mm-hmm. And the dress was like the the mesh neckline with the jewels and stuff on it. Oh, okay. The first dress. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one she got married in. Gotcha. But she did look pretty, though. She looked beautiful, but... Even at the angle, I'm hold on, I'm trying to send it to you on Skype. Even at the angle that she was at, they should have never been able to see her lace like that in that picture. I kind of didn't understand her color scheme though. Me either. It was um, like her dress was rose gold from what I saw. And then I believe her her decorations were kind of like resembled around her first dress, like rose gold, and then her bridesmaids wore white dresses, and then her guests were black. It kind of threw me off. It was like too much going on. Yeah, I see. <laughs> it's like I would have gave her a can of got to be glued if the hairstylist needed it. I don't understand how the wig got that bad. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because it, like, it was severely lifted. It wasn't even, like, a slight lift. Um, just the whole front part of it was visible. But, hey, she was happy. Her amazing wedding looked so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just wish that the hairstylist would have brought better tools to make sure that that lace was laid for Miss Cynthia Bailey. But that's right. all I have for Peasants of the Week this week. Yeah, that's all for me, too. If you'd like to reach us, you can send us an email at ifthecrownfitspod at gmail.com. So you can send us a a listener letter or you can also send us a business inquiry. Yes, we would love to hear from you guys. Anyway, that is it for this week. We really appreciate you coming to hang out with us as we discuss some things going on in our community. Remember, if the crown fits, wear it. My name is Q Rose. This is my girl, Brittany Tierra, and we wish y'all all an amazing week. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.